Mm-mm. What up? What's up, my brother? Man, man, man. It's been a pretty uh productive day for real. Again. Yeah. Fucking did yard work. Uh fucking went to the gym, did some more yard work when I came back, prepared doing, for the show, and I'm here. You doing yard work like at your house? Like on purpose? Yeah. Ugh, um, I can't stand your I own a house and it's like my least favorite fucking thing is yard work and fucking snow shoveling and blowing all that bullshit. Oh, it's man. the worst. So, well, first of all, just 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 to get up and shovel is work in itself because I hate the cold. <laughs> we spoke about it before. People right. with our complexion should not be in the cold. No, but I still prefer that over the sun. And I know we talked about that on our I think our 20th episode drinking and shit, but I can't stand a <laughs> sweat. So everything I do that makes me sweat just is like a burden. So- <laughs> I'm glad so, you brought that up. Yeah. Because my ass took like two showers a day. See? <laughs> yeah. I took one before I went to the gym. Hold on. I took one in the morning and I took one before I went to the gym. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah. I was just covered in wood after all the yard work. Oh, my God. No, yeah. thank you. So now I pay. I don't care. Again, call me bougie if you want. I pay like a little neighborhood kid to mow the lawn. Whatever. Hey, man. No, he needs a job too. Fuck it. You Thank you get you. some, he gets some. Fuck it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. I am creating jobs. That's what yes, I see. You're an equal opportunity employer. That's what you are. Absolutely. As long as I don't have to do any fucking tax forms for him, then we're good. You under know? the table. Oh, under the table. Cash money, boy. So mm-hmm. as I, that's for mowing the lawn. But if I can get him to like do some snow blowing too, I'm good. Like, as, that no is, <laughs> yeah, that is what I bought a house for. Not so I could take care of it, so I can pay someone else to take care of it. Exactly. That's when that's you know you kind of made it. That's, that's right. You, know you kind of made it. Yeah. We talked about that, right? When you know, when you, know you made it, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I'm trying to get like that. <laughs> man, that's good. I'm glad you're out there sweating, though, because, man, no, it's but, summertime. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, man, it's officially the first day of summer. That's uh, right. According to Fucking, I don't know, according to somebody. The lizard folk, you know. Yeah, but, lizard yeah, folk. <laughs> longest day of the year, first day of summer, we out here, and I'm in long sleeves. Doesn't matter because my AC is still pumping. So it's hey. an igloo in my place. <laughs> and it's blazing outside. So Man, that's, that's how we do it. Can't do it. You know, my house stays at 80 degrees. 80? Yeah, well, 77. 77? That's your normal shit? Are you, are you a lizard? Are you cold-blooded? Man, so you remember when uh, I lived by myself, right? Because right. obviously I live, I live with my dad now. So when I lived with myself, I literally had the thermostat at 77 degrees from January to the next January. Oh, my God. Didn't touch God. it one time. Yeah, didn't touch it one time. Wow, that's too hot. Oh, man. No, I, I need it. Like, I need to feel like I'm in the islands. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> got that tropical weather. Snow and ice. <laughs> but in my house, oh, man, I'm in the Bahamas. <laughs> I got the Mai Tais and the coconuts and shit. In his house. Oh, yeah. I used to spark up right in the crib, too. You already know. Oh, I, was, I was living it good inside the crib. That's too <laughs> hot for me, man. My shit is at 70 all the time. Because in my book, it's like, if you're cold, throw a blanket on. If you're hot, take something off. But 70 is the baseline. Mm. If it's more than less than that, I'm either sweating in my own house, which makes me more upset because that means I'm paying to sweat. So then you're fucking with my money and my heat. I don't like any of that shit. The thought of it is just fucking you up. It, 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 I, <laughs> I get annoyed just even thinking about it. So like one of those old traditional dads who's like, I, I can tell if someone touched the thermostat. Yeah. And, I'm not, and if I'm not, even, I'm not even at the house and I know you touched it. <laughs> I know you did. I walk into my house 
and that temperature is like one to two degrees off, I can feel it. Who touched the thermostat? Who touched it? He said, I could feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. I don't care if I'm in another country. Oh, you are, you're a red it. foreman as that. Oh, dude. He is my <laughs> idol. No, I he's the fucking <laughs> love Red Fo Red Foreman is still to this day, in my opinion, one of, if not the greatest television father of all time. Of all one of the best of all one time. Of the best. Not, oh. I, I I can't go off the top of my head right now, but he's definitely up there. He's top three. Top For me, three. it's Red Foreman, Al Bundy, Uncle Phil. I mean, Uncle and not Phil. in any kind of order, but yeah, those yeah, three yeah. that shaped my whole hey, childhood, man. What about Uncle Ruckus? Listen. <laughs> now I I love the Boondocks and Uncle Ruckus is an amazing <laughs> character. That's he's so fucking funny. But to consider him to be like a father figure is very messed up. That's the point. That's the he, point. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about anybody, especially black folks. That man. <laughs> no, he used to just be going. Oh, Uncle I'm gonna Ruckus, put one right. Here. I'm gonna put a please, right here. please do. Because I'm sure a lot of people live don't know what we're talking about. and they don't know <laughs> Uncle Ruckus or the Boondocks, and you're missing out on cinema, fantastic Bold. television, legendary, legendary animation. The Boondocks is one of the greatest animated shows of all time. I mean, of all time. It, oh my god! And Uncle Ruckus is a character on that show, and he's hilarious. And I won't you get into anything more without spoiling you know what we it. Should, you, you know what we should do? We should. In the future, we should make like a fuck around channel and just react to a bunch of shit. And we should watch like Boondocks episodes together, chopped. Say no more. <laughs> it's already done. It's already done. Especially if we were talking about the Boondocks, man. I watch that shit all the time. Hey, I was speaking of which, I was about to fucking get um Showtime. Uh, the I forgot which Showtime, but it's Showtime and there's Showtime something on Hulu. They oh, got yeah, Boondocks. Yeah. It's like fucking seventy five dollars a month though, and I said I was good. <laughs> I said I'm good. Y'all can keep that. Remind I'll just live me. the memories back in my mind. I'll close yeah. my eyes, go back to the cinema at my mom's house. And I was <laughs> 12 years old up at 12 a.m. doing things I shouldn't have been doing, watching oh, Boondocks yeah. and Girls Gone Wild. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Girls Gone Wild. That is America in a DVD collection. Boom. Salute to the Girls Gone Wild, man. Man, salute. Oh, those commercials were everything. <laughs> But the Boondocks used to be not free, but on like a regular Hulu yeah, subscription, on, and then yeah. they moved it. Remind me to teach you how to pirate shit, bro. Sail of Seven Seas. Um, don't let these lizard people be pulling every nickel and dime out of your pocket with no, the hundred thousand subscriptions that we got now. Like, no, nah, see, man. see, like I'm not paying rent no more. So I said, okay, if the price is reasonable, I'll do it for my show. It's never reasonable though. But seventy five. Thank you to watch some shit you've already seen before a hundred times. Was, like, honestly, if it was forty. Cool. That's like another gym membership. Cool. That's I can deal bad. with that. I'll cancel it after I finish watching the Boondocks. There you go. That <laughs> seven-day free trial is everything. Seventy-five dollars. <laughs> Seventy-five. Like for one show. I'm it's good. so stupid. It's ridiculous. It's the new cable TV. I, I pulled the plug from cable. Like, oh god, it has to be like seven years ago now. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. And I'll never go back. It's the smartest decision. All that money in my pocket. It's yep. spent on better things, including mm -hmm. my fucking mortgage. But, like, it's ridiculous. So now, instead of all the cable channels and you spending 100 bucks a month for yep. 150 channels, you watch, like, three of them. Now, this is the new cable. Now it's just, let's do 100 different um, streaming sites. And they all spend, like, 50 to 100 bucks a month on each individual one of those. And they try to mm -hmm. bundle up and make it seem like... Like, for example, Hulu has, like... ESPN Plus. 
and, Di- and, uh, and Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. So I, I got like, that bundle. Sure. And for a long time, I was like, that's a really good idea. That's not a bad price. It was like 20 bucks a month. Cool. It still is. It still is. Not bad. But my thing is, ESPN Plus doesn't really have much on it, if we're being honest. A few things you can find, but most of the time, it's just sitting there. And now, they're rolling all three of those into one st- site anyway. So... The whole package yeah. idea is going to be over anyway. What's the point? Would you go watch on ESPN Plus? You can watch on Hulu. Exactly. It's yeah. all going to be, and I don't know if it's all. I'm assuming it's all going to be Disney because Disney's the one that owns yep. the shit. Owns so. Yep. So I'm going to go to Disney and watch the Boondocks. Cause okay, I, I guess yeah. if I was only oh, I get to watch it somewhere. Um, I watched the UFC Fight Nights on Hulu because it's connected. So it's like, that's, like, that's like it, you though. said. What is the point for ESPN Plus when I can watch everything on Hulu? Exactly. So how they get you—that's how they get you, man. Nickel and diamond, and they're going to get more <clears throat> and more desperate, and these prices are going to just get more and more ridiculous. And now you got places like Netflix who are like, "Oh, we don't want you sharing your password anymore." Like, motherfucker, aren't you like a billion-dollar company? You really are losing money if I share it with my like fucking cousin or something. Like, hold on, hold on. Speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah. so say you and this girl. Are um you guys are together talking whatever right? Sure. You know she has your Netflix. Woo woo woo. <laughs> you guys stop talking. Uh-huh. I feel I know where this is going. <laughs> Would you be cool with her having your Netflix account? If we're not together, fuck no. <laughs> Hell no, no. If if you're not with me, bro, Netflix is part of the package. Yo, goes with me. Let me tell you something. Change that password immediately. Go on. Go let, on. let me tell you a story. Yeah, I wasn't even supposed to get into this, but we getting into some getting bullshit into it. today. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and wait, before I get into this, you got something to drink? Do I, did I lose a bet? No, no, no. I'm just saying because I got some. I got some tequila. Oh, like, you, you, you're a drinking buddy. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Oh God, the Hennessy is too close. All right, hold up. Oh. How about this? How about how about let's play the music. We'll pour up and we'll get back into it. I like it. Play the music. One, two. There we go. You doing a proper drink this time, sir, and not like three fingers like I try to get you to do every single time? Uh, you mean like what I was doing the last time on our twentieth episode? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that today. Yeah, <laughs> not with don't, tequila. Don't not do with that. tequila. No, no, no. That'd be a bad idea. I got no, the no, uncle no. nearest. Got some Ooh, uh, small batch of whiskey. That's eh, not bad. Of it's course it's bad. whiskey. Of course it's whiskey. Dude, I mean, it's whiskey or tequila for me. I'm sorry. I can't do... I used to drink vodka and rum and a lot of beers and stuff. That yeah. is a big reason why I'm trying to lose weight these days is because beer just stuck to my fucking guts all throughout college. Because I was no, drinking I... fucking cases by myself like a dumbass. No, no. Not even that. I was drinking malt liquor. Fucking... Old English out of the paper bag. That was. Oh me. my God. I remember those. Yes. The, uh, the fucking 40 ounces. Yep. I yep. did the Edward 40 hands <laughs> all the time. That was what I was known for. Remember, I went to a small Winona. Winona State University in Minnesota. Very small, very small black population there, too. So I was quite popular right away, but I always wanted a gimmick. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed something. So my <laughs> thing was every party I got invited to. I had fucking 40 ounces with me because no one else was doing that shit. So I would, that was me. Brown paper bag had to be, and it was old English. It was Ring Mickey's. of 40s. 
fucking M Dog Forty Five, uh, nasty shit. Fucking, oh my god, I don't know Milwaukee's what I was best. trying to prove. Oh yeah, <laughs> right out the fucking bottle, dude. So Ugh. yeah, that will add on the calories very fucking fast. And mm. then vodka for me was just like I I just overdid vodka, so it was screwdrivers all the fucking time, and it was just oh god, everything with vodka you could think of, I drank it. I think I did a vodka bong once. That shit. Don't ever do that. That will Wait, take years. Like I'm, a not beer even bong. Ask. I'm not even gonna ask. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's what you think. It's a beer bong with vodka instead and they of beer. just right down the hatch. Again, I had something to prove. High school was a piece of shit for me. So hey. I came out swinging in college. Hey, I could tell that you were partying with white people in college, doing fucking tequila <laughs> bongs and shit. And just oh, for that here, my. cheers, my brother. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> Boom. Cheers. Boom. Got the Papa Bear mug, my new one for Father's Day. I fucking hate tequila. Why you decided to go with tequila, knowing what it does to you, but... And then the orange juice right after it. (laughs) I was ready. Uh, Make sure I was ready. Good combo. Tequila Sunrise. Add a little bit of grenadine to that? You know what? Should I just do that? That's what I would do if you're going to be drinking it like that. Fuck that shit. You can't handle fucking just tequila? Yeah, man. There's no shame. That's a decent drink. It is. I've had it before. Anyway. Go on, sir. As we digress, back into my story. So I was messing with this girl, right? Yes. It was it was a while ago. Let's call her um call her Raichu. Oh, nice, right. Sparky. Yeah, yeah. She she had that energy in her, you know what I'm saying? So we're gonna call her we're gonna call her Raichu. Nice. And so um we're in my um I rented a car. Um hold up. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh no. In order to tell this story, I have to I have to fully tell the story. So <clears throat> of course. So I was out of town in a certain city, um, and she was there too. Okay. And her and I have been texting back and forth here and there. And so I hit her up. I was like, hey, uh, what you doing? Uh, I'm about to leave this party because uh, it's getting raided. Okay. Story for another day. Story for another day. Story <laughs> story. That's like, why I started that laughing. Like, I'm like, fuck, I got to tell that story too. But like, That just... was a detail you kind of just skated was... past, but okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's get into that. Let's fucking get okay. into that. Yeah, go for it. All the backstory. So the, the, the party was getting raided. All right. So there was a, there had to be at least like a, Oh, it was lit. It was like 70, 80 people. Damn. 70, 80 party? people in, in a, yes, in, in, a, in a house in the hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. In a house in the hood, right? That's good stuff. And so everyone starts coming out, and the streets are just filled with a bunch of zipper heads like me. <laughs> just, just fucking being slobs or whatever. So, you know, sure. cops pull up, cops pull up, talking about some, hey, I need everybody to leave. Uh, uh, and Minnesota cops, they be kind of. Uh, you gotta be they're on that Minnesota side. They're, they're, they're on that side. They're on, they're yeah. on that side. Definitely so, dealt with that. I mean, so they hands on their pistols and mm-hmm. hey, everybody gotta leave. Woo-woo. And that's when I pull out the phone. Hey, what you doing, right? You? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, th- this party just got raided. So, um, send me your location. I I'm gonna come pick you up. We, we gonna kick it. <laughs> oh, we, oh. We, see we. Me and the guys, we, we got this big ass hotel downtown. You feel me? And everybody got a room. I got a room. Um, so you know, you can just spend the spend the night with me. I, I'll take you back in the morning. I know, I know your parents want you back in the morning. So, oh, you down? All right, bet, 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 bet. Boom. Laying the groundwork, man. Yeah. So boom, went to go pick her up, and we're in my car chilling. We pulled up to the hotel, and we're just sitting there chilling. And I'm like, you know, I would bring you in, but all my guys in there, I kind of want this one on one time. Sure. She's like, oh, okay, uh. Here, I still have my ex's Netflix. Let's watch Netflix. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, oh, all right, okay. All right. 
Okay. So boom, right, so when we watching uh Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> I remember the movie. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's so fucking you, random. You know that movie. You, I know you know. Of course I do. Of course I do. That's why I made that face like, wait, you what know that fuck? movie? Yes. That's that's generational. <laughs> yeah, we're watching that shit. See, wow. Yeah. All right. And so we're watching whatever, boom, we go inside. Boom. All right. Anyway, we uh you know, we spend the night together. We sure. didn't have sex. We didn't have sex, but we spent the oh. night together. Um, woo woo woo, and uh, in the morning I go and drop her off right to her parents' house. I said to her parents, parents' hotel, because she was staying with her parents at a hotel. Her parents, parents got bread. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, nice. you know, I take her over there. You know, we talking to them the whole time. So I drop her off to leave right here. I'll just start uh, the whole conversation. Okay. I'm like, all right. Uh, well, uh, I hope you have fun. She was like, oh yeah, I did have fun. And she called me her ex's name. Stop it. What? Yep. She called me her ex's name. Was it like even remotely close to your no, name? No, it ain't even close, my boy. Oh, no. She called me her ex's name. The same one I seen on the Netflix account. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Oh, man. And it was at that moment I said, I'm good. Oh, man. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Deuce. I did oh, my job. Oh my god. And that's why you don't let your ex keep your Netflix account. That's mm. that bullshit. Make sure you log out of all devices at all times. Oh, reset password, default everything, pull it all. Because your ex might be showing me your Netflix. Right. I might know your top picks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need people knowing my algorithms and shit. Like, that's real. I don't need to know that CJ watches New Girl every day. I don't need to know that. Listen, New Girl is a good show. I will stand by that. <laughs> I've seen it quite a few times. It's no in my rotation of shows to put on in the background. No Not argument. a bad show. Okay. Not at all. I thought you were going for New Girl. I was like, motherfucker, you better get you some Zooey. <laughs> no, not at all. That show, solid. All right. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What did she even say? Did you confront her when she called you that? Um... We kind of just let it go, like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> all, right, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh God, I have a confession. So she called me her ex's name, right? Sure. And you know how I was just like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't actually like that. See, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what did you do? All right, all right, all right, man. So, so I'll be honest. I that's this is the podcast for honesty. Her and I, Raichu and Charizard, have an innate attraction towards toxic behavior i thought you were gonna say you have like a like a baby that's why i literally my heart stopped because you paused you said charizard and right you have a i was like <gasps> an egg an egg? <laughs> you have an egg at the daycare it's father it was just father's day man i'm like was... is this that episode well happy father's day to you too my guy Shit. i appreciate it <laughs> happy father's day to everyone listening who got to celebrate but definitely not to him <laughs> yeah well um yeah so you so have we, a toxic attraction you're saying yes this was i'm not gonna say when this was sure that's fine um but yeah you know we we both subconsciously had a toxic attraction towards each other uh-huh that ended up actually being rather beautiful i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's beautiful. beautiful i'm not gonna lie so um, you definitely hit that again yeah. over and over and over oh, and over again. many times yeah many uh-huh. times many mm-hmm. times Hey, <laughs> many times, like, whew, man, the, Nef- um, the Netflix and chill was in full effect. Eh? Oh, for four years. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Four years, dude? Four years? Holy yeah. shit. I mean, eventually she started screaming my name. So, I would hope. Yeah, so, I mean. That, that was my next question was, her calling you the ex's name, was that a one-time thing? Or did you let that happen a few times? And no, please was, be honest. No, it was a one-time thing. One time. Okay. I thought you were hitting it and <laughs> just kind of letting her call you that. And I was like, no, no, no. Hell no. Nah. We are going to bring a therapist onto the show to help <laughs> you with just that. No, that, that, that'd be too toxic. That's a little too toxic. That's, That's too toxic. toxic. That's me. It's like, oh, you accidentally call me someone else's name that you're supposed to be with. It's a little fucked up. But you chose to be with me. That's even more fucked up. See, but that shit turns me on. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you love that shit. Oh yeah, my god, I get your ass in the sheets, man. I get your I ass can, in the sheets. I cannot. Man. I, I don't know if it's because of my age or something, but just that kind of drama, man. Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Like I said, I'm not gonna say when this was. I'm, I'm speaking from prior experience. Like, like I said, this was of course. It, it was it's four years, so it it's, it was some time ago. I'm just weaning that low key five years from this day. Oh, okay. I was going to say, no, you right, remember right, this right. quite vividly. That's why I was like, this couldn't have been that long ago. Plus, oh, no. it was my, five years or so. My, like, my memory serves me well yeah? almost all the time. So Mine does not. That that will go. Brother, <laughs> <let me know. laughs> One of the first things to go. Well, damn. That's, that's a solid no for letting your ex keep your Netflix for <laughs> that reason alone. How many times were y'all smashing while her fucking ex's Netflix is on the background? That's like disrespectful <laughs> on her part not yours <laughs> i mean <laughs> shit charge it to the game man charge it to the game babe it's, it's cha-ching <laughs> i did what i was supposed to do I... oh my i don't miss any of that kind of drama that's that hey, sounds I... exhausting fun I don't but exhausting. I don't <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you learned a lot from that shit bro <laughs> yeah my whole god a <laughs> whole lot well i'm glad you learned something because that's a whole different avenue. <laughs> we still have relationships that we'll get into and talk about all that shit, too. I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about Father's Day since, again, uh, it just passed this past Sunday. And um, I wanted to get into what I did this weekend and what I did yesterday. Because it all kind of leads into Father's Day a little bit, too. Yes, sir. And then I know you got some shit you want to get into as well. Mine won't take too long. I just wanted to do a, a quick shout out this past weekend. Went on my very first golf outing, like a full blown 18 holes. Never done it in my life. Never had any experience. Never had any determination or desire to even play the game. I've always given golf a bunch of shit because I'm just like, this is the most boring white man's game of all time with the fucking parachute pants and the fucking mayo on white bread crowd, and it's a <laughs> quiet game. I'm like, why should sports be quiet? What I mean, have you, you've seen Happy Gilmore, right? Yes. Yes, that's what I wanted golf to be. I always said, <laughs> if you put someone like Happy Gilmore in real life, <clears throat> for example, when Tiger Woods had his big scandal, and he was out of the game for like, I don't even know, two years, three years, whatever, and everyone was talking about it, I always said what he needed to do was grow a thick-ass beard, fucking huge, huge fucking beard and come back to golf as like the bad boy of golf. I wanted him to start fucking like just banging golf girls on the fucking sidelines all the time in the fucking sheds, throwing his fucking golf clubs in fucking ponds and punching fucking referees out and shit. I wanted him to come back like the Dennis world's... Robin? Yes! The Dennis Rodman <laughs> of golf. I wanted him to be the bad boy of golf. I needed that to be a viewer. So, 
That hasn't happened, and he just came back because he's the greatest of all time and whatever. I digress. The point is, golf was nothing for me. So I was going to, I got invited to this event. Uh, my my wife's cousin, um, young cousin, actually uh, passed away a few years ago um, from cancer. Actually, uh, she had just turned eighteen, and super sweet girl. And golf was like one of her favorite sports. Uh, she got uh, diagnosed with cancer at age fifteen. Mm. Her name is uh, Peyton Alexander. And in honor of her, her family, just kindest people you ever meet, super sweet. New listeners as well. So if you're listening, Steve, love you, buddy. Um, they started a foundation. <laughs> they started a foundation in her name, a nonprofit organization, uh, helps with research for Ewing sarcoma and cancer and for a lot of other um, you know, cancer types as well. Funding research, helping other organizations with their research. And because of Peyton's love for golf. They hold a golf event. They started this last year. I went to the event last year. I didn't golf. I just ate my ass off, had a few drinks, had a really great time. So this year, my mother-in-law had a foursome for the golf. Even get me there. Anyway, invited me. She had an extra opening. And I said, okay, fine. I'll go buy some golf clothes from Goodwill and I'll just give it a shot. Why not? It sounds like it's a fun way of spending an afternoon. Cool. I looked up YouTube videos. Fucking whatever I could figure out, just so I didn't embarrass myself. I got bro. What you should have asked me. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was myself, my mother-in-law, uh, stepfather-in-law, and my actual my nephew-in-law, who I believe is eleven now. Mm. So four of us go out there, and they are all great golfers, including the eleven-year-old. My God, like he's probably the best one on the fucking team. And mm. I was fucking awful, awful. I mean. Happy Gilmore makes this look like I could just run up and swing this shit and fucking aim for the clouds, and I'm going to be a superstar. Only one. <laughs> only one. I came in like, I'm going to be the next Tiger Woods. I already know it. And I was just whiffing everywhere, shanking it, fucking woods all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sweating, and this sucks, but I'm still kind of enjoying myself. It's weird. And then I started drinking on the course, and oh. man, long story short, I came back a golfer. I think I have changed my tune, and I really want to get good at this now. I think I like golf. What the fuck, dude? I'm so happy, because I fucking love golf. Like, what the fuck? I fucking love golf. Golf is one of the first sports I learned. Really? Ironically enough, that was the first sport my dad showed me. Really? Yes. Interesting. I love golf. I remember the first time he took me to the range. I was was putting. I was was hitting that shit. Yeah. Hitting that shit. But... (laughs) And I anyway, mini golf. Don't get me wrong. We, we got to golf. I think we're going to start golfing now, sir. Because we got to golf. We got to golf, and I got to get you to hit the heavy bag. Oh, yeah. I used to have a heavy bag, too. That's the thing. I, I oh, yeah? put a hole in it, and I never got it fixed, and then that was about it. But, yes, I fucking miss boxing. I miss, I miss punching heavy bags and speed bags and all that shit. So, yeah, definitely on board for both. But the golfing thing, man... I'm kind of mad that it took me this long to kind of get on board because now I'm like, I got my putter, literally, my putter and my driver, I'm looking at them right now because we're going up north this weekend, and I'm like, I'm going to get a bucket of balls and go to this fucking beach and just smash like a hundred fucking balls just to get better at it. Like, yeah, it's it's all I've been thinking about <laughs> lately. It's got in my fucking brain. So, so yes, shout out we- to, to the Alexander Foundation and Alexander family. Thank you for letting me participate. I think you have changed me into a golfer now, so I plan on by this time next year for the next golf event, I'm gonna go out there and win the fucking thing. Yes, 
I'm going to go out there and not be a, a bottom five team. That, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. It's one year, so that's going to take me some some time because my body does not move in the way a golfer is supposed to move while you're bending and angles and shit. I'm like, but then you still have to be still up here. Right, and you can't yeah. move your hips, but you got to move your shoulders. I'm like, they move together. Like, I'm too stiff for this bullshit. So it was, it's a lot to learn, but yeah. I really dug it. That was fucking cool. No. Pretty cool. A big shout out to the Alexander Foundation for turning my boy CJ into a golfer, changing his mind because he did not know what the hell he was thinking about. No, nope. he said that he thought golf was for whatever the hell he thought it was for. I thought it was for lizard people, to be quite honest with you. Like, <laughs> I just was but, like, I never got it. I never understood it. Like, but Tiger dominated this thing. <laughs> yeah, but it, again, I think it's what it's like baseball for me. I think if I'm watching it on TV, I'm gonna fall asleep. If I'm there, I think it's mm. a different story. Oh no, no, I, I completely agree. I cannot watch golf. But I can oh. play golf. I can play golf. Playing I can play golf. baseball. I'm never going to watch it, though. Exactly. Which is, brings me to my next point. So last night, after Father's Day had come and gone, the wife decided to surprise me with some Brewers tickets. Took the kids, hey. and we're like, hey, all right. So, you know, decent seats. And the nice thing was we took um, my son's, like, best friend with us, too. So three kids. I'm like, yeah, let's go have a ball. It's going to be a great time. So here's the thing. We talked about Father's Day, and, I, and here's where – the Papa Bear kicked in a little bit for me. So we're at this game, and we're kind of in the back of the stadium, but in the 100 section, so you can see. Still really nice. I, I thought those seats were going to suck. That's my bad. Actually, not too bad. But hmm. all those seats over there are bleacher seats. So I was like, okay, cool. So we're sitting, and I get up, and I go get, like, drinks and snacks for everybody, whatever, all good. So I'm mm -hmm. walking around, doing my thing. And I come back, and, Ra and my, my wife, Rachel, she kind of goes like, Hey, and I'm not going to use the kid's real name just for privacy purposes, but my son's best friend, we'll call him Mikey. Okay. So Rachel goes, hey, just so you know, that old man that's sitting next to Mikey over there, he said some words to Mikey while you were gone. He, I want you to keep in mind, Mikey is like nine, yeah. 10 years old, nine, yeah. 10 years old. Yeah. So I'm like, what do you mean he said some words? And he said, I guess Mikey was like, you know, being a kid. And like waving his hands in the air and like going, you know, go Brewers. Yeah, he's going crazy. It's like his second game ever. So he's just losing yeah. his fucking mind, just having a great time and shit. And I guess the old man was like, You're in my space. You need to sit over there, like away from me. And I looked at her and I'm like, Dude, is that real? Like, are you for real? Like, I was like, Am I going to go to jail for killing an old man tonight? Like, are you kidding me? So she, yeah. And apparently the people around us were also like, Yeah, this dude's being an asshole. Like, to these, they're fucking kids and shit. So, what we did was, I got up, moved Mikey and the other kids down a little bit, and I sat next to the old man, and I just stared at him like this for a little bit, just waiting. Like, I want you to say something now. Say it while I'm sitting here. You waited until I got the fuck up to say something to a child. Mm. Say, it, say it to my face. Tell me that the kids are in your personal space on a fucking bleacher at a baseball game. What? What? So... My public service announcement for this week, don't talk to other people's kids. You don't know who the fuck I am. And I'm a very pleasant person. But for all you know, I'm out the hood. I'm out of jail. You don't know me. You don't know where I've been. Don't talk to people's children. If you got something to say about the kids, say it to the adults. We can apologize. I can be very civil about it. Oh, I'm sorry. He's just very excited. You know, I'll make sure I'll move him down just so he's not in your personal space. I'm sorry about that, bro. No, 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 no. The fact that you decided to address a child instead of the parents or the guardian in this case, because it wasn't my kid, 
but yeah. I will fuck you up like he's my kid. Yeah. Do not speak to children unless you got something nice to say. Mm-hmm. That's the public service announcement. That's all I'm saying. In my head, I'm going through every scenario of like, what's going to happen when I knock this dude clean the fuck out? Because I know <laughs> I'm, either, I'm going to jail because I made one choice to fuck an old white man up for saying some stupid shit. So, hey, luckily for me, he didn't say another word the entire night. That was like the fucking second inning. So this was early on, and I was just sitting there stewing. I couldn't even enjoy the game that much. I'm like, I'm wait, say something slick, please, please say something slick to me, please. I was begging. He didn't say anything. He got up and left about the seventh, which is stupid because the Brewers came back and won in like the seventh inning. So you're a fucking idiot anyway. But. That's I was say, he didn't even stay for the whole game and he's still bitching. Exactly. <laughs> you're in a public space. You went to a ballpark and you're upset that there are children? Like, come on, man. Bro, you should have watched the game at home, bro. That's what I said. Like, you should have stayed your crotchety ass at home. So, that's all I got to say about that. We had a great time anyway. Fun game to watch. Kids had a fucking blast. It didn't really affect them that much. And there's a couple of minutes or so where I thought we were after, you know, take him home or something but he rallied had a great time but man you don't know people out here don't talk man. to our fucking kids bro hell no hell no god damn wait uh did were your kids aware of this was sully aware of this yes but here's the thing about children like they're goldfish dude like so they just yes, didn't it just it goes through one part of the brain and out the other part of the brain like unless it really do, like deeply affects them stuff like that's just kind of like a oh Okay, and they just kind of move on. Memories of goldfish. So yeah, I'm sure he was aware of it, but Sully is, again, he's so sympathetic, he was probably like, oh, it's okay, just come over by me, buddy. Like, that's uh, it, that's as far as it goes. It's the adults that are the ones that are going to push the buttons. I'm going to be the one to instigate shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, no they're, man, they're better kids than I was, because my ass would have said something back to him. Oh, man. And <laughs> my I know if kid would have said something back to him. Yeah, if I raise him differently, yeah, this would be a different, uh, different situation. So... <laughs> Mm, sorry about that, but yeah, man. Man, well, that was my last couple of days. <laughs> man, low key, that sounds like a pretty lit Father's Day. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't bad. Like, yeah. I went to lunch with my the mom golf. and shit. Yep. Some golf. Like, I was hungover some most of Sunday, so it was just kind of like that's kind of what I wanted. That's you know, just on the yeah. couch for a little bit and made some public appearances and came back home. Went to bed early. <laughs> man, that's all I wanted was to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> how was did you celebrate father's day with your dad um so i worked i was uh i was out delivering that day um but i remember I, we talked in the morning um and i got back home he was gone i forgot where he went, but he was gone wow. most of the weekend um and most of the weekend i worked so yeah hey gotta yeah, make that money bro but, yeah but i mean it is what it is i mean my dad knows what it is yeah i talked to him yeah everything's good that's good but um yeah uh, Father's Day has always been a little weird for me though, because mm-hmm. uh, me and my dad haven't always been uh on the best of terms. That's right. Like when I was younger, it was uh when I was younger, we were really close. Um, oh really? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but like um, how old was it? Actually, I was still pretty young when our relationship started to go bad. I was probably like eight or nine when our relationship started to sour. I when things started to crack. Um, and so Father's Day, Father's Day has always been a little weird for me. Um, I and that. I always if you if you damn. No one really knows that, honestly. So I was raised, <laughs> I was raised by my grandparents. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, for yeah, for the most part, I was raised by, by my grandparents. My mom was 
relatively young when she had me. And it was me and my sister. My sister was old enough to like go to school and things things like that when um when my mom had me. So my sister stayed with my mom and my dad. Um, but I was back and forth from Minnesota, Detroit, um, with my grandparents um throughout the school year and then back with my parents throughout the summer. Oh wow. So yeah, so I was with my grandparents a lot. And so yeah. Father's Day for me has always been about my grandpa. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um and God bless his soul. He's no longer with us, but uh, I just thought I'd, you know, pay homage to him a little bit, give a little history, um, teach the people yeah. a little bit about my people first, and then <clears throat> tie that into my grandpa and how he fits into this. Go for it, man. So I am Hmong, and we did not originate from China. We did not originate from Asia. We actually originated from the Mesopotamian region of <clears throat> like the middle of Europe and Asia. So kind of around like, what would that be? Like Arabia, Serbia, kind of around there. Yeah. More Arabia than Serbia. I don't know why I said Serbia, but we'll put on the map. <laughs> yeah. We'll put, we'll put out the map there somewhere. Um, and then we migrated east and that's how we ended up in China. Um, and at the time, our ruler, his name was Xi Yu. And when, if you know anything about Chinese history, the Han dynasty kind of ruled China at that time. Um, oh, yeah. And so we were at war with them, like I said, and our, our leader, Xi Yu. Or Xi Yu is actually the Chinese pr- pronunciation. Let me say his name right. I think the original pronunciation of, if I read things correctly, it was Xi Yu, which means like the grandest of the fathers, basically. So that's, the that's fathers cool. of fathers type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so he was captured in 2704 BC. Mm. Our leader was captured in 2704 BC. He was executed. His body was split up and buried in three different parts of China. In doing that, the Chinese wanted us to never reunite again. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it was kind of like history almost repeated itself. Um, so we kept making like new kingdoms within China because we were always like the sub people of the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. So we would have little kingdoms and their big kingdoms and they would always invade us, uh, kill us, enslave us, you know, th- things of that nature. Oh, yeah. And then eventually we ended up in Southeast Asia. And I'm pretty sure people have heard something called the Vietnam War. Oh, that thing. Yeah. That yeah. thing. So the CIA actually recruited Hmong people, Hmong children, ages eight, all the way up to 18 Mm. to fight for them, whether it was rescuing fallen troops, whether it was uh, protecting certain like, um, I forgot what they call them, like hideouts, almost like uh, safe spots, like guarding safe spots, almost. Yeah, I forgot forgot what the exact term was. I should have wrote it down. Um, I get you, though. And so we were led by General Vang Pao and the bodyguard. For General Vang Pao from 1968 to 1975 was my grandpa. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. Yes. He, and now let me give a backstory about my grandpa a little bit. So my <laughs> grandpa, he joined the French army when he was in his teens. I think my grandpa, when my grandpa talked to me about it, he said he was like 16 mm-hmm. when he joined the French army. Um, and he was first injured in combat. He got shot in the head. And obviously he survived, but he got shot in the head when, in his early 20s, survived that. Boom. Kept fighting. And I'm listening. Back- I'm sorry. There's just a bug like flying. No, no, you're like, good. What the hell? No, you're good. And in oh. one of the wars, and in, in, in one of the battles against the Vietnam, my grandpa actually stepped on a mine. Something shot up his left foot and came out his uh, came out the backside of his left hood. I killed so, the bug. Nice. <laughs> go on. And so from then, my grandpa became the bodyguard for the general. And um, as the war ended, uh, I think this part's pretty cool. As the war ended, uh. And I'm, I think it was around 1975. Yeah, I wrote down 1975 around when the world ended. Mm. My mom was three. And uh, my my family actually got first dibs to come to the United States, basically. Wow. 
because of my grandpa's ranking, and he was a yeah. major. And he was a major in the military. That's um, so dope. Yeah, and I, one story in, in specific, or specifically that I remember was a. Uh, he told me there was a certain time when they were escaping Vietnam. I think he said it was Vietnam, um, and they had to swim across the Mekong River. Holy um, shit! He said he was holding my aunties and my mom, and he was swimming. Bullets were flying in the water, missing them and stuff. Holy hell! Oh, yeah, dude, your grandma's a badass. Yeah, bro, he's two and zero oh against death. Only thing that beat him was Father Time. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's so, so cool. So, man, that's my grandpa, man. Uh, wow, that wow, fight wow, wow. in my blood. So clearly, yeah, that's right in the veins, bro. Yeah, sir. So, R.I.P. Happy Father's Day to him. I know he's up Happy there. Father's Day. I'm gonna give him one for that. One. Happy Father's Day, sir. That's really cool, and I. It makes a lot of sense of why. Not so much why you have a, a strange relationship with your dad or anything, but it's just like, I could see why you would revere a father-son relationship that much because of all the history you've got stemming around the men in your life. Like, that's, it's very pivotal to the foundation of what makes you who you are. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, on top of that, it's the relationship I have with, um, like, the women as well and who they yeah. are. Um, because I come from a, a family of, very strong independent women all of my aunties like one's a pharmacist one you know what i'm saying like they all have yeah. high standing jobs my mom's a caseworker for northwestern mutual um i used to work for them too that's funny. yeah yeah <laughs> so like i've like i've been and like i said my mom he, she's been a single mom for the majority of her life right right, right when, when i was with her when she was raising me she was a single mom mm. so for me to see that independence and to see my mom play both the masculine and feminine and yep. sometimes, like, looking at my dad, like, you can't even be with one thing, you know? So, right. Like, I was feeling like that as a kid. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was. Preach, man. And so that's where the relationship kind of kind of soured. But don't get me wrong. Like, I still love my pops. And that's why I'm here. You know, I'm trying to mend that. That's dope, man. I mean, unfortunately for a lot of people in that situation, a lot of them wait until it's too late to try to yeah. mend that kind of relationship. So good for you for kind of swallowing all that, so to speak, and just being like, Life's too short. We're family. Let's fix it. Let's get to know each other as adults, mend the relationship, and move forward together. That's that takes yeah. a lot of balls to yeah. do that. No, I, man, it does. And, yeah, it's and tough. I can say that without any hesitation because you know I can go into a little bit of my backstory too. And I've mentioned this a few times in the show before. Is you know I didn't have a dad growing up. If we want to be, if we're being one hundred about everything, you know, my biological father cheated on my mom when I was like three, probably not even three. So I didn't even knew him growing up. That was, we mm. didn't have a relationship at all. So my mother raised me the same way your mother raised you single. It was just me and my mom for a while. Um, like I said, she did get remarried. She had my next two younger brothers, Edgar and Hakeem. And the, it was our unit for a while. Unfortunately, the marriage didn't work out with that man as well with their dad. Um, she got remarried after that. Ended up having my youngest brother, Tevin. Um, and we lost that man, unfortunately, to pancreatic cancer. Mm. Um, I, God, I lost track of how long ago that was. I feel like that was maybe seven, eight years ago now. Mm. So, yeah. So, fortunately, she is, again, now remarried. But to a wonderful man who makes her very happy. We're all, you know, he fits in the family perfectly. But I say all I have to say is, for me personally, you know, that father-son relationship never existed so you know growing up with a strong mother you know three other brothers it was up to her to teach 
myself and the rest of us how to be men because she knew what she went through and she refused. I, my mom didn't care about anything other than raising four strong men who are educated and are gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things she preached more than anything else. So the fact that I am where I am today is because of my mother. And I'll say that I've said it to her many times. I appreciate my mom more than life itself. And it's because she taught me how to be the man I am today. Mm -hmm. And that shows you you don't have to be a man to be a parent. Yeah. But my God, like it drives everything I do as a father today. So Absolutely. when I think about what I want to be as a father, you know, it's I always think back to my mother. And I always think there's, you know, and the thing I've learned more than anything else about being a dad, and it might sound cliche, it's there is no lesson plan. You can read. I read every book. When Rachel was first pregnant with my son Sullivan, <laughs> I read every book in the game. I had a library that was just parenting books and every website you can think of. And I was overboard almost with trying to stuff all the research in my head. And I'm picking the brain of every parent I know. The one thing, now that I have been a dad for about a decade now, which is just bananas to crazy. say. Isn't that fucking crazy? To just, I That's just said that out loud. Crazy, and I never even realized it. It's been a decade. I've been a dad for this long now. There's no lesson plan. I am still learning, and it, I am constantly learning. And if maybe that lesson is always be learning. No, yeah, absolutely. It changes day to day. And now that I have a daughter, too, that rule book <laughs> that I thought I was putting together for, you know, five years or so scrap it it's, it's scrapped it's completely scrapped <laughs> done it's Just complete nothing it may never use it again nope <laughs> put it down start again so trying to raise a boy and a girl when i had nothing but brothers and only a mom is a minefield and i get it wrong every single day <laughs> but that's the catch because a lot of guys in that situation would run yeah and there's unfortunately a lot of men out there who just they either get into it too soon mm -hmm. or they just don't they don't feel they're equipped to handle the pressure of fatherhood and all the responsibility that comes with it. Yeah. And I'm not saying I thrive on it, but damn, does it give me a reason to get out of bed every day? Like the I, I have worked stupid jobs. I've worked at the bank. I've worked at other jobs I won't even mention, but like it's all for family. I have never yeah. had the drive. I didn't have the drive in my own personal life to try to finish college or get a degree at the time I was just partying my ass off. I didn't have the, the drive to travel more as a single person. There is no bigger drive in my life than doing something for my family. And I've always made this comment of saying like, Hey, we, we talked about, I think actually our first episode, we talked about this where you were going back to school. And I said, Hey, if you went to college and you knew what the hell you wanted to do, and you grew up saying, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fireman. Like that's a, that's a blessing. It's amazing yeah. because it's rare. It's rare to have a calling. Rare as fuck. And it's even rarer to follow through on that calling. For me, though, there was never a point in time where I was like, I want to be XYZ. The only thing I ever pictured myself being was a husband and a father. Point blank, period. And that sounds weird. I know it might sound cheesy or whatever. I just never had the idea of the job I would do. The only thing I ever visualized myself doing was owning a house and having a family. And I've achieved those things. So mm -hmm. all of my energy and my effort goes into this family and making sure that we have what we need, keeping the roof over our heads. I don't mm -hmm. care what the job is. If I got to clean toilets for the rest of my life, as long as it puts food on the table, that's the drive I have to keep having mm. forever. 
And that's even after the kids are gone to college. Like, mm -hmm. it's going to be putting it back into my marriage. Let's go fucking travel. Let's go make sure that we are romantic again and reconnecting after, you know, this many years of just focusing on the children or whatever. So yeah. it all works together, but it's the lack of a father I had growing up that is the fire in my belly. I, mm -hmm. I will never, ever be my biological father, mm -hmm. ever. And I won't talk smack about him on the air, whatever. He is, he's living his life, and that's whatever. I've met him a couple times, and he's a very successful man, and that's all there is to it. There's no relationship there. It's, you know, respect and cordial, but that's about it. I know he exists. That's about all it needs to be. Mm. But for me, the fact that he wasn't there makes me want to be there all the fucking time. I'm going to be at everything. It even comes down to my health. I even mentioned before, like, the fact that I'm losing weight now and the fact that I'm working out, you know, three, four times a week and I'm trying to stay healthy. It's because I refuse to not be there for my kids long after they're adults. I'm mm -hmm. walking my daughter down the fucking aisle. I'm embarrassing my son at his wedding. <laughs> every graduation, every fucking prom, yeah. I'm there. I'm not missing a damn thing. Mm -hmm. So that all stems from how I was raised and how I grew up without the dad. So mm -hmm. when I say happy Father's Day, that, I fucking mean that shit, man. Because I know what it's like mm -hmm. to not celebrate Father's Day for most of my life. I didn't yeah. celebrate Father's Day really until it was for myself. Which is crazy to think about. But that's how it is. So, to all you dads out there who are slaving away, just trying to make it. Just trying to keep your family safe, man. Salute. We salute you. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Yeah. And the moms out there, too. Let's not get it twisted. Moms rule the world. But since this was Father's Day... Just a special shout out to those dads. Mm -hmm. Keep on fucking grinding, man. You, and you shout matter. out to those moms that gotta play mom and dad. Absolutely to those. Yeah. Those even more than anything else. If you're a mom trying to do it all mm -hmm. without the father figure, man, I can't even imagine. I don't know how my mom fucking did it. Like, yeah, super. There's oh. super women walking around. Yeah, dead ass. You know, like you Crazy. said, your mom. Your mom has a degree, right? She pretty sure she got that while raising you guys. Yep. And then yep. after we my were out too. of the house, she yeah. kept going and is still trying to get that doctorate. So, like, she just kept pushing. She never she never put that over her children, but it was yeah. never out of her mind either. She was always work. She was working two or three jobs, and then she was still studying at night. So, like, my mom was a hustler of the highest order, and she, mm. still is she is still hustling. I'm only down to one brother left at home with her, and she's still running her own office, trying to get her medical practice off the ground. Like, she's still a hustler, mm. even though she's living a much nicer life now. She has a man yeah. who really appreciates her, but mm -hmm. that drive, so it's just, man. It's just Tevin at home? Yeah. And that <laughs> man is, he is like 16 and going crazy, man. He got the car. He got the <laughs> girl. Like, I'm not going to put him on blast, but like, he's being a typical teenager. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's that's been, what's up, man. It's been funny to watch. Hell yeah. You look back and you're like, damn. If, man. If I had the life you had, bro. Oh my god. He's got oh it so easy. My god. He's got it so fucking easy. Oh my god. He doesn't have to change anybody. anybody. He doesn't have to change anybody's diapers. I changed all my brother's diapers. He's gotta do none of that. None of it. He gets to just be a good looking, athletic teenager with a car. And fucking. a girlfriend. <laughs> and a girlfriend. Like a German girlfriend. Like a European girlfriend. Like a legit one. So like <laughs> Life is good for my little brother. He says she be slacking and slacking. Uh, I'm just I'm, again. We're not putting him out because he's, he's he's not a he's still a minor. But all I'm saying is 
He's got it the easiest out of the four of us by far. I'm not hating him for it. Uh, Good no, for I'm you. Sure. Enjoy. Enjoy it, kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. I fucking wish it was like that. Hell yeah. Woo. Man. Man, oh man. Yeah, man. So anyway, that's our little Father's Day tribute. Unless you had anything else for that one. No, man, that, that was it, man. That was, okay, good. That's, that's yeah. We will pivot into a few sports topics and then get out of your hair, ladies and gentlemen. And I wanted to start with just a small tidbit about the Golden State Warriors. Yes, let's get into because that. Because recently, within a couple of episodes ago, we had talked about the future of the NBA. Now the Nuggets have won a championship, kind of what's going on with these other teams, the, what the contenders for the title should be doing. And I had a very controversial take because I said, hey, Golden State, you might want to consider maybe disassembling the core. Maybe a little bit. Now, this man, as my co-host, my brother, wanted to rip my head off and shit down my throat because <laughs> we both agree Jordan Poole should go, but I said Clay Thompson probably needs to be shipped out too, and he's like, you're a fucking lunatic, and I don't believe you. So that being said... Breaking news, Draymond Green decided he wants to be a free agent. Look at that. It's not just my idea. Someone on the team was listening and said, that's, you know, that's Siege on the Bank Bro show. He was talking about selling high. And you know what? I got a few rings under my belt. I could probably get some, another, like one more max contract, maybe close to a max with another team and just fucking sail into the sunset. What's all the fucking money? This is how he actually said it. <laughs> oh, my brother sees. <laughs> oh, God. You're really good with the impression. You, 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 you got a point there. That's right. I might, I might opt out, mm-hmm. but they got my bird rights. Yep. So I might go get a new contract. Can you explain to the people what bird rights mean? Bird rights means that the team has the right, NBA franchise has the right to re-sign Said player, based off of um, how they were acquired via the draft or via trade, um, if they were still on their rookie contract or not, right? Mm. So since the Golden State Warriors had Draymond Green since his rookie deal and they drafted Draymond Green, they have his bird rights every single time his contract is up. So they get first dibs to sign him and they can go over the luxury tax for him. I mean, they can can become a luxury tax team for him. There you go. They can go over the salary cap for him. That's right. That's all it means. So to to pivot into my thought, this, uh-huh. this, is, what I, this is what I think he's doing. Okay. I, think he's, I think he's backing off and saying, you know what? I'm only going to make $27 million. The mid-level, guess how much the mid-level is now? How much? $12, 13000000 million. That's a mid-level mm. contract. Mm. And I'm getting twenty-seven. And if I look at all the things I've done on my resume, I deserve more than that. So I'm going to opt right. out and I'm going to get more than that. Bingo! And I think he's staying put. If I were to guess, I'm glad you said that. I think he's staying put. I think they get a deal reworked. I'm I'm a big fan of Draymond Green, as you know, Michigan State fan. That's where he Same. went. Absolutely. Um, big fan of Draymond Green. I watched his podcast. He had a conversation with Steve Kerr. He had Steve Kerr on the uh, on one of his episodes. Mm. And I just after listening to that episode, I I, I just can't imagine them ever breaking up. I think <laughs> Steph, Clay, and Draymond are just gonna all eventually retire with the Golden State Warriors or they're going to eventually, you know, become out of their prime and go to another team. So I think he's staying put. But I like how it's bringing, you know what I'm saying, his name into the news and, you know, it's, it's making people think. I like that, though. I like it. It's cute. 
I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said you think he's staying. Because I actually agree. I think it's a tactic. I think he's a brilliant man when it comes to his money. And so he wouldn't be the first one to pull this shit where he kind of plays coy a little bit, kind of says, maybe let me stick up my pinky toe in the pool of free agency and just try to get a bite and just see what happens, see what happens with the contract offers, and then goes back to Golden State. Because like you said, there is nothing but love and admiration between Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors. Everyone knows that. That guy is very, very loyal to that. However, I will put this out here. If, big if, he was going to go and leave Golden State, there is only one fucking team, and I would bet my entire house on this bet. No, it's not the Suns. I think the Suns would make a good idea for him, but I would bet the house that Draymond Green would be a Los Angeles Laker 100%. And here's why. He's already been hanging out with LeBron in France just in the last, like, 48 hours. So that motherfucker, as I've said in the past, has been just on the LeBron bandwagon. I know they're great friends, and it's nothing but mutual respect, all that bullshit. Here's my thing. I have been watching sports for a very fucking long time. I know when someone's trying to... Shall we say sweeten the pot, sweet, you know, sweet talk, maybe land a couple deals here and there. LeBron is not somebody who takes, you know, scouting and trying to convince someone to come to his team very lightly. He will try to recruit the best way he knows how. And the best way LeBron knows how is glass. He is the kind who will, if you're going on a date with LeBron, he is flying you private jet. Not even the Eiffel Tower. He's taking you to some underground, like, romantic Parisian, like, VIP only where they eat, like, human beings or something. Something weird and shit. Like, LeBron will wine and dine you to the best of his fucking ability with all of his resources. And I'm not saying that's what's happening here. I'm just saying, if Draymond was going to go, LeBron is the one that would totally convince him. Not to mention the fact that he would be a great fit on the, on the Lakers, as much as I hate saying that. I think he fit pretty well there, actually. Defensively, dramatic upgrade for the Lakers. They were struggling down the stretch defensively. But the shooting by itself, his shooting ability would elevate the Lakers probably to a championship. I mean, they already were doing okay on the offensive side. He can side. shoot. He can shoot better than fucking, than I was going to say fucking AD. But... I would say 80 has a, on a busted day. He can shoot better than that. Like, he's not terrible. He still makes his shots. He is a facilitator. At the very least, he keeps the offense moving, which is what they needed. They were stagnant. They were doing really well, and then they ran to a buzzsaw, and they got stagnant. He doesn't get stagnant for all his flaws. He keeps the ball moving. He keeps the plays moving. You're absolutely LA, right. L.A. could do much worse than having Draymond. They can also do much better. Absolutely. No, and let me tell you why. He's a bad fit for that team, and you just Ooh. said it. You brought it up. Shooting. We saw it with Russell Westbrook. He's the same shooter as Russell Westbrook. You're not wrong. I didn't think about Westbrook. So <laughs> I think he's better than Westbrook, though, in my opinion. Not no, as no. a shooter, no. As but. a shooter? Maybe, but I would <laughs> <make> point you <laughs> out. <laughs> I was going to say shooting, eh, but, but defensively, I think he does. he's better. But that's exactly why I think if – Phoenix and Golden State could work out a sign-and-trade with Draymond Green and DeAndre Ayton. If man. they can somehow work it, I don't have the numbers in front of me. It's going to be hard because what the Suns just did with Bradley Beal, I, 
Oh, we'll get to Bradley Beal in a second. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll pivot right in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so if they could work out a sign-in trade with the Phoenix Suns to trade Draymond Green and acquire DeAndre Ayton, mm. Draymond Green to the Suns makes too much sense. Absolutely. Like you said, he's a playmaker and he's a defender. What yeah. were they missing? A playmaker and a defender. And a defender. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need him yeah. to shoot the ball not one time. They when don't. you got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Deion, no, I said Deion. Devin Booker. <laughs> DeAndre Booker. <laughs> yeah, him too. When you have those three, you don't need to shoot the ball. That's All Draymond has to do, set screens, dribble handoff, pass the ball, dive to the rim, play defense. That's it. So People forget. That. When the Suns, so the Suns were the only team to beat the Nuggets twice in the playoffs. True. People forget that. And both times they beat them, they were high-ass scoring games. Like, KD and Book yep. game their combined for 80, 90 points both games. Right, which you said was the key to them even winning in the first place. Yes. You know what can fix all that? If they had someone that knew how to play defense. <laughs> yeah. They wouldn't wrong. have to score that many fucking points. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> which seems so simple, but damn, defense is hard to come by the NBA these days. Yes. It's crazy. Which, it's crazy. Which, which blew my mind. And that's what blew my mind when they decided to trade Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. Yeah, let's get into that. That was my next point. So. How do you feel about that? Initially. These were my thoughts initially. Mm-hmm. I said. You know, I'm not going to deny the fact that the Suns are a better team with Bradley Beal uh-huh. over Chris Paul, but it doesn't fill any of their needs. They have dynamic so. scores already. They have excellent shooters. They yeah. have two guys that can that can combine for 80, 90 points. We've seen it. Right. What are they doing? And then I thought about it. And I said, oh, wait. The Suns, they came out with a statement saying that they were exploring all options for Chris Paul, including waiving him. That's true. Waving him would have left the Phoenix Suns with $15 million in dead cap. Mm. They would have had to pay Chris Paul $15 million to go bye-bye. Not good. Not, Not good. good so they said, you know what? How about let's let's take that $15 million that we were going to give him, right? And take another $15 million and just pay Bradley Beal. There you go. Why not do that? Done. Done deal. And so I say all that to say, after thinking about it for a few days, this is a great trade. And... <laughs> This is a great trade for the Phoenix Suns. Not for the Wizards, because they got no first-round picks. I was just going to say it, too. <laughs> Rudy Gobert? What, what, what did Rudy Gobert go for? I, 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 I don't want an answer, but what the fuck did Rudy Gobert go for? How many points per game does he average? You, you know, like a couple years ago, Bradley Beal was putting up 30 a game. Like, like, That's right. Like in, two in 2021. Years ago. In 2021-2022, he was putting up 30 yep. a game. Absolutely. That's crazy numbers. And you... You traded a bunch of second round picks and swapped a bunch of ones. You didn't right. even get any unprotected ones up. What the fuck is this? And then his agent, his agent is the hey, father. Is the father of the of the I think it's the GM. I think you're right. Someone yes. in the office of the Suns. <laughs> yes, correct. Which is nuts. Especially Bradley Beal having a no trade clause. Like, what the so, fuck? That- I'm pretty sure. So okay, okay, see, I don't know if you knew, but so Miami, Milwaukee. And there was one other team that was involved for a Bradley Beal trade. Mm. And Bradley Beal ended up going to Phoenix. You mean to tell me Milwaukee wasn't offering Chris Middleton and one? Oh, 100%, 100%. Totally. So you know what that tells me? Bradley Beal chose where he wanted to go. Exactly. He had all the leverage here. Yeah. All the leverage. Which is so, good for him. You know, Good for fucking him. So that brings me to, my, that brings me to a question I want to ask you. Honestly, okay. you can get into what you think about the trade, too. Sure. Now, in recent history, it will tell us that super teams are not going to work. 
I'm not a fan anymore of super teams. No. Think, think about but, the last three teams that won a championship. Golden yeah. State, homegrown players. Milwaukee yeah. Bucks, homegrown players. Big Denver time. Nuggets, homegrown players. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's the formula. Now, my question for you is, mm. if this core stays healthy, the how Suns far core, would the Suns core? With cool. Bill, Booker, Durant. Yeah. They stay healthy. And obviously, the roster's not filled out yet. No. How far can you see this team going in the next two seasons? Because keep in mind, they're getting old. Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant are getting old. They are. They so are. I'm going to say in the next two seasons, two years, how good huh? do you think this team can be? It all comes down to what they do with DeAndre Aiden. And I've brought this up before. Do I think the Suns, without them being filled out yet, because the offseason is still kind of up and kicking right now, the way they're structured right now, do I think they can win a ring? No. No. But if they can move Aiden for another really good rim protector, Somehow, I don't know who because I haven't even thought that, that deep about it. I got then. One. Who would you got? Trade him to the Knicks, grab you Mitchell Robinson, grab you maybe Evan Fournier, another shooter, but he doesn't play defense. See, but he see? doesn't play defense. That's grab the thing. You, Obi Toppin, grab you because Julius Randle's over there. So Obi Toppin see? might, Obi In Toppin could opinion? be, could be like an Aaron Gordon. Maybe he has that potential. See, and that's my point I'm um, making is there's yeah. no superstar they get for Aiden at all. And, that, so and that's anything, okay. It's okay, sure. Yeah. But if we're talking like a slam dunk going for a ring, they're getting it, here we go. You you kind of have to gamble on some of these could-bes is what I'm getting at. So because of that, if you're giving it two years, I feel like a finals run, I'm not sure about a champion. This season kind of, as much as I love KD – I love Book. I love the core that they've got there, especially with Beal. And my thought about that is, like, great for Beal because he finally got out of a dumpster fire like Washington. And, he, like I said, he got to pretty much set his own market at that point. So great for Bradley Beal. He's got a real chance at a ring now. And great for Washington because they got to dump that fucking contract. Finally, they have the noose from around their neck. I don't like the trade unless they get something good for any of those fucking picks they got, which I don't think they're going to. If they can get a star somehow out of that deal it looks a little bit better but for now trash deal for washington trash whatever but that being said if phoenix can pull some other defender and let's say they go for like an obi Toppin, and like he turns into he takes that next step maybe they could possibly get a ring in the next two years i think it's a big if and i think if we're only putting two years on it i'm thinking a, like finals appearance but probably not winning it which sucks. I really want them to win it, but my stance on that one, I feel like this season with Phoenix kind of opened eyes a little bit. They're not anywhere near as deep as they need to be, and Denver proved it. Like like you said, it's not the super teams. You can put these big three, big four together all you want to. Denver did that shit with Jokic being a magician, with Murray getting his groove back and being a sharpshooter, and the rest of them just playing their fucking roles. It was the Denver Nuggets winning that championship was one of the best examples of just team ball. The whole team knew their fucking roles and everyone performed the way they were supposed to when it counted the most. So that was a team effort all around that you had the right pieces, sure, but you can't say like someone didn't pull their weight on that team. Everyone worked together. Cool. With Phoenix, they're not deep. They are banking on a lot of this going through those big three. And in my opinion, those are three ball-centric, aggressive offensive players. If we're being quite honest, they get hurt. 
They get banged up. So, like, you're betting the farm that the three of them can have, like you said, a healthy season and still have someone who's going to be what I would imagine they need is to be at least close to all NBA defense. Like, it doesn't have to be that level, but you need some damn good defense to play with these fucking elite teams. Yeah, so, you need a P.J. Tucker. You need a... Yes, absolutely need a P.J. Tucker. So, like, a Marcus that's, Smart. that's my opinion on that is two years, I think, a finals appearance, but I don't see a ring in two years. Um, mm. Unless they can find someone to replace Aiden who's going to actually bring them some real defense because Aiden was a fucking liability. I'm sorry. He just... He, yeah, he, offensively, he, Aiden he floundered. was... Great. Aiden's good. But... Defensively, Defensively yeah. he got yeah. chopped the fuck up. So he he doesn't right, really block shots. No, uh, he got for lazy. Size, for his size, he's not the best rebounder. He's not. Which is like that's again, it's that's weird. your job. It's You're weird. a huge dude who can't get rebounds, man. Like bro, honestly, bro, bro. I think I don't. I think this year Phoenix will get. They'll get to second round for sure. Oh yeah, not, I think so. They're not going to win the championship though. I don't think so. But I think next year, they will. What makes you think, like, is there a certain move you think they'll make within two years that will no. get them that ring? Or you think I it's think, just consistency? What I think is I think Bradley Beal choosing, uh, of course, I'm assuming, Bradley Beal choosing to go to Phoenix tells me that his time with USA, Team USA, probably showed him something. Mm. Mind you, he was on the team with Devin Booker, with yep. Devin Durant. When Kevin Durant led uh, USA to the gold, right. which was just a couple years ago. That's right. And so that tells me, okay, Booker wants, I mean, not Booker, Beal wants to play with Booker and Durant. Yes. Beal is going to sacrifice. I can see that. Um, Beal, in, in sacrificing, Beal is going to have to play defense. Yes. I expect an improved defender in Beal. I expect the improved defense in Devin Booker to continue to show throughout these next few seasons. Yeah. As Kevin Durant, I don't even want to call it declining. No, I don't think so, bro. The man, the man could. No one phases him when he shoots a jump shot. That's right. I would say I would call it settling. Like Kevin Durant just settles into his role. Like he just he's plateauing. He's plateauing. Yes, in the highest in the fucking in the Grand Canyon, he's the plateau. Like cool, (laughs) thirty a game for the rest of your career. All right. Yeah, no big deal. And let's not get it twisted for all of the... And I've seen a lot of comments today about the Bradley Beal trade and everything. And the last couple of days, not to interrupt you or anything, but let us not forget as much as people want to give Bradley Beal shit and say like, oh, he had a no trade contract like a lot of the greats did and hit throughout history, but he doesn't belong. Bradley Beal has learned from the best of the best. He has played with some of the elite talent in the last decade that the NBA has had to offer. So just because Bradley Beal isn't like the mega star of like a Kevin Durant or a Steph or a LeBron or a Giannis, Bradley Beal is still a damn good player. So he has a role. They will figure out how to distribute. I said they're all, you know, ball-centric players. They'll figure out the distribution for the shots. Don't even worry about it. It's going to happen. I don't even see it being a long, like, period of, like, getting to know each other. They'll figure out the shot selections. Don't worry about it. But, a couple things. Yeah. To, to piggyback off of what you're saying. Yeah. Number one, to put it in perspective, I believe Bradley Beal is on the same level, if not better, than Jamal Murray. I would agree with that, for sure. Yes. And Just because even point. Washington doesn't matter. He was... Exactly. Like, second matter. point. Second point. Bradley Beal, when he played with a prime John Wall, 
a prime lead guard in the backcourt with him, he always shot over 40% from three. That's right. Killer. So he's got the skill. He's got the talent. He can play off the ball. Devin Booker can hold the ball. Devin Booker can also play off the ball. Kevin Durant can play make. Yep. Kevin Durant also doesn't need the ball at all because he'll just catch and shoot over any man on this earth. We're just going to make jazz out of this. Not the Utah jazz, just actual jazz. Like they're going to figure out how to share that rock. Yes. And make the right calls. That's a good problem to have offensively. Offensively, no questions there outside of that. But like you said, we're going to have to see if their health holds up and we're going to see what they do defensively. I think that's key. That's so key. That's it. We'll see. It's an interesting trade. I was like you. I was at first like, why do you have three of these motherfuckers now who are going to play the same way? But like you said, it took me a day or two and I was like, okay, now that I'm kind of seeing the big picture. And again, I still think it still depends on what you do with Aiden. I think that once we get the full picture of what the new starting lineup was going to look like, I'll feel a little bit better about it. But for now, I think for both sides, there are some pros and some cons to it. But yeah. Phoenix definitely won that shit. Like, Hell yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, that's a good problem to have. Too many mouths to feed. Everybody wants to be a fucking shooter. Everyone right. can shoot 40% from three. Right. Oh, no. We have too much offense. Like, Oh, what? no. We're going to make four out of ten shots from three. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right. So Phoenix will be fine. <laughs> Washington. Yeah. Hey, okay. At least they're in full rebuild. <laughs> at least they're yeah. in full rebuild. At least their fans know what to expect. They but still have fans? One thing, I, <laughs> one thing I don't understand is if you were in full rebuild, wouldn't you want to keep Rui Hachimura, who's one of your Thank young you. talents? I don't Why get that at all. You traded him before you traded Bradley Beal. Like, come on. Right. Now. What? And I know but Beal whatever. had a different contract, but yeah. Whatever. Look at Hachimura now. Like, that's a budding superstar oh, right there. He's about to get paid. Yeah. He's about yeah, to get paid. Yes, sir. That's crazy. But last thing, we talk about Chris Paul. Whew. And Chris Paul was a part of this trade. Now, for, again, we didn't, I don't know if we even said it, but Bradley Beal got traded, and the Suns give up Chris Paul, uh, Landry Shamit, and they did some pick swaps. So, Shamit. This is a whatever. bunch of bullshit. Bunch of bullshit. You know, just <laughs> stupid shit. So, Chris Paul is now in the Washington Wizards. Now, I have seen two realms of thought where it said either he's going to just get bought out and then he might go back to the Clippers, which is kind of nuts, or he might end up somewhere else. Don't really know. Or Washington might just tread water and hold on to him because they can at this point. Who the fuck knows? But I bring up Chris Paul because you and I discussed point guards in general. And specifically, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, we talked about Nikola Jokic winning a championship. And we talked about the top five centers and where that places him on the Mount Rushmore of centers. So to bring up a discussion for tonight, let us discuss who you believe are the top five point guards, like Chris Paul, of all time. Okay. I'll let you go first because you have all the knowledge here. I don't know about that one. I, don't know. I have a different Out of the two of us, I have a different have perspective. the most knowledge. Sure. I have, no, no, I, I just have different perspectives. That's <laughs> okay. all. Okay, all right, all right. You know what? All right, I'm going to go five to one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start this shit off right. At number five, I have the man himself, Chris Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I do too. <laughs> really? At five? Number five. At number five. Wow. Yeah. I'm see, see. Wow. I am surprised. You know what? Hmm. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm gonna show you right here. Okay. I did some research because I said, you know what? Siege is he's gonna give me <laughs> shit for having Chris Paul on this list. He's gonna fucking give me shit. Oh man. Now you we know have to see the rest of your list before I give you some shit, but I actually agree yeah. with that a lot. He's you know, I I, I got some shit ready. I uh, I compare Chris Paul to this other guy you might have in your top five, just in case. 
But okay. we'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. We'll wait to see. But I'm prepared for the smoke. Just know that. Well, how about we do this? You go five, I go five, four, four, okay. four just okay. back and forth. So, so we CP. both agree CP at five. Yes, sir. And I mean, the stats speak for himself. The man is still playing the game. 12-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA, 9-time All-NBA defense. He's a 6-time steal leader. Say that again. 9-time All-NBA what? Defense. <sighs> defense. And I know we're talking about point guards, but that stat alone makes him top 5 in my opinion. The let fact me, that that man is an all-world defender. Let me give you a crazier stat. Go ahead. You know in the playoffs, Chris Paul averages 20 a game? Did you know that? I did not. Know I didn't that. know that either. Until wow. I until I remembered he played in New Orleans. Yeah, that's where, right. Where he was a second coming of Isaiah Thomas. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. And that's he was fucking is, going berserk. You're right. And I even wrote that down, too. It's like, when he's healthy, he's elite. When he first got into the league with New Orleans, he already was redefining what a point guard was in that era of the NBA. Yes. So this is before Steph had even arrived. That's about four years prior. And yes. Chris Paul was like, the blueprint for a point guard. Mans was averaging 11, 10 assists with nobody on his team. Nobody on the team. Tyson like Chandler and David. He made David West. I'm sorry. I, he made absolutely. David West. Absolutely. He was averaging a double-double like so fast. Like Chris Paul was is, an, is still an elite-level player. Fact. Point blank, period. Point blank. And that's, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. But, yes, I think in top five, for sure, he's number five. My brother. Number four. This will be interesting. I got Jason Kidd. Wow. Okay. I got Jason Kidd. I got Jason Go Kidd above. Of, I, I, currently, I have Jason Kidd above a Chris Paul. Mm. Um, I I don't really count the ring that Jason Kidd won, even though he won a ring, because yeah. he wasn't the Jason Kidd that we all know and love. That's right. People forget Jason Kidd was a fucking triple double machine. That's true. Every game he seven ten points, eleven rebounds, fucking eighteen assists. Fucking Jeez, 19, <laughs> 17, 15 assists. Oh man. Just just a maestro on the court. What he did, what he did on the court was literally an extension of an NBA head coach. Mm. However, you want your offense ran, you want it ran to perfection, give it to that man right there. Absolutely. He will run your offense to the T. He will not shoot the ball unless he's absolutely open or has an absolute angle to get to the rim and finger roll that bitch. Because, you know, right. Jason Kidd never dunked the ball. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kidd was damn near 6'4 and never dunked the ball. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, Jason um, Kidd you, uh, was excellent in executing plays. You're absolutely right. Like, he was, the guy it was just the X's and O's was yes. all here for him. Yes. He was He was doing this in Dallas. He was, yeah. No, no, his first run in Dallas when he was playing with Young Dirk. People forget that. <laughs> Young Dirk, went, yes. Went to Phoenix. Little Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> went to Phoenix, did his thing. Went to New Jersey. Yes, the New Jersey. Yes. Went to New Jersey. He made them relevant. The the, yes, made them relevant. Brought them to the finals. That's right. With and without Vince Carter. Just That's, that's bonkers. With bonkers. fucking Keith Van Horn. Fucking Richard Jefferson. Mm. Fucking Kerry Kittles. Goddamn. That's Kenyon insane. Martin. Think about it. Kenyon Martin. Wow. What a squad. <laughs> Who do you have that for? Who do you have that for? Okay. So here's where our age is going to really come into play here. Because I know. Okay. I know who it is. Take a guess. Stockton. No. You're close, though. Mm. Number four for me is Jerry West. Oh, okay. Real quick disclaimer I have him as a shooting guard. I label him as a shooting guard. Okay. But go ahead. Technically, go ahead. he was a point guard, though. I, but that's the thing is, back in Jerry West's day, like, 
that it, didn't mean anything. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a position, but that position back then was so much different. However, if we're ranking actual point guards, Jerry West was a true point guard. Jerry West is if people for those of you who are living under a rock, Jerry West is the logo of the NBA. That's all you have to say. That's that, that's it. That's all I have that's to put. It. <laughs> that's it. He's the fucking logo. The oh, game. he also drafted Kobe. There you go. That's it. Hey, let's talk about him as a coach and a, I mean, a, a quasi GM, but like the man. He a, he's a brilliant, brilliant strategist, brilliant scouter. Like, oh my God. But, but besides all of that, yes, and being the logo, the man averaged 27 points for his entire career. That's his career average. He was an all star. Every year of his career. Now, the only reason I don't have him higher on this list is because his finals record was shit. But it's well documented. Unfortunately, he played in an era when other superstars were emerging, and he got put out of the finals a lot. I think he had like a one and eight record, one and nine record in the finals. So that kind of sucks a little bit. He only but lost he, he to does, Bill Russell's teams. But that's the thing. Yeah, Bill Russell's yeah. teams just he couldn't figure him out. But he did get one. So I have him over Chris Paul for that only reason. I think Chris Paul is a better overall player, but because Chris Paul doesn't have a ring, I got to put Jerry West over it just for that. Mm. If Chris Paul gets a ring, I'm switching those two. Mm. But you, you can't argue against the logo, man. He's the logo. No, I, he's got to be top five. No, see, <laughs> I don't. Don't get me wrong. If he, if I labeled him as a point guard, he'd definitely be on my list. There you go. That's fair. But that's a fair. I just have him as a shooting guard. That, sure. that that's the only reason. So no argument a, here. I, no argument. I here. got you. He's a point guard that definitely played like a shooting guard. <laughs> God, I don't know. Was, that that NBA back then was bonkers. No, he, I can't even tell you. He um he was I don't know. Like you said back then it was like center guards, right? That's it. Everyone's yeah. guard. Yeah. So it was like you said, kind of hard to tell, but thought he was a two. They didn't have a lot of discrepancy there. But go ahead with number three, sir. Number three, I got the one and only Isaiah Zeke Ooh. Thomas. I was wondering when he was going to pop up. Um, I don't think I have to explain anything. <laughs> but why do I feel like I still need to? Because you, know? you should a little bit. All right, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows this, but Detroit wasn't shit before Isaiah <laughs> Thomas got to Detroit. Isaiah Thomas went into his pre-draft interview with the Detroit Pistons and said all the wrong answers. Jack McCloskey, the GM at the time, looked at him <laughs> in his face and said, I don't give a damn what you say. I'm drafting your ass anyway. You ain't right. doing this shit, so like, You ain't going back home. No. Right. This is, put this a jersey gonna, on. <laughs> no, yeah. You can put the Detroit jersey on, right? Done. <laughs> and that's what the fuck he did. From day one, right. he was the de facto leader of the team, led us to two back-to-back championships, one finals MVP. He put Detroit on the map. And here, right. hold on. Let me... This is... After I say this, I don't need to explain anything else about Isaiah Thomas. All right. In one playoff run, he beat Jordan, he beat Bird, and then he beat Magic in the finals. That's right. Yeah. That that by itself is insane. He's six Can foot one. Can you imagine? Can he, you imagine doing that today? He's six foot one. Guy? Right. In the eighties at six foot one? Right? Like, come on, man. That that's insane. That's insane. That's like going through it this year and beating Steph, LeBron, and Giannis in the same fucking run. Just like the same run, same run. Like oh, so well, Jokic Yoke, sweet beat, now. Jokic beat KD, LeBron. Right. Oh, Jimmy Butler. And then Jimmy Butler. So he beat KD, LeBron. He beat KD, LeBron. Yeah. Though Jokic got close to that kind of run where I was kind of like, oh yeah. shit, but ended up with Jimmy. Not to not to talk about Jimmy. We know we love Jimmy. There's levels. Is that, is that the same? There's levels. He and Giannis. Yeah. 
man. Man, oh, who you got at three? Okay. Who you got at three? My number three is the big O, Oscar Robinson. At the, at the whoa, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, Oscar Robinson. That's right. Robertson had, in my opinion, the single greatest rookie season of all time. He was someone who filled the stat sheet at a time where no one could even try to fill a stat sheet. He was the quintessential triple-double. No one was getting triple-doubles until Oscar Robertson came in. And that motherfucker is a tall dude to be getting triple-doubles, but he did it. Not to mention the fact that he's a 12-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. He was an MVP and got a championship. And on top of all of that, he did all of this in the era of Wilt Chamberlain. He beat out Wilt for an MVP. So, like, it's the competition level. Again, this is in the past, back when those two titans were kind of above everybody else. But Robertson was the one putting up the stats and getting the accolades at a time when Wilt should have been sweeping all of it. Man, I, I have so many problems with this. <laughs> Let's hear them. Let's hear them. So, you mentioned... Okay, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just get this straight. First, I... I need to repeat your list to you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to exclude Jerry West because he's different, right? But That's I'm going to use something you said in your Jerry West soliloquy. Okay, okay. You said the only reason why you have him number four is because he has a shit finals record. Yes. I you know, know Isaiah Thomas does too. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm getting at. Okay. Isaiah Thomas is not on your list. I know that. Not on top five, though. He's number six. How? He has a winning finals record. Because in my opinion... He has two I, rings. That's more right. than Jerry West. That's you're more right. than the Big O. That's more than Chris Paul. Right. And if we're going How are titles, I agree with you. However, when I went to five and six, it was Chris Paul and Isaiah Thomas. And for me, Chris Paul, because A, he's still playing and could potentially still get a ring, I think overall... And again, it's the nine-time All-NBA defense. The defensive part made me pick Chris Paul over Isaiah Thomas. But I also feel that you're this... So you didn't factor in the winning? Guy. No, no, no. You didn't factor <laughs> in the winning? No, no, no. The Isaiah Thomas too. won. Isaiah Thomas won. He, he won did. more than Chris Paul. He won more than Jerry West, and he won more than Big O. For now. Now he did. Chris Paul... For now, the Big O and Jerry West are retired. No, no. I'm talking about Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Paul. You, Chris Paul going to win a ring? Last thing he was on the speed. He going to win one? We don't know. If Chris Paul wins a ring, he's going to be a bench warmer on the Golden State Warriors. Still a ring. I'm just saying. But how much does it count? <laughs> I think that's real. No, no, no. Listen to this. Hold on, CJ. Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. You said it's just it's a ring, though, right? So how can we're invalidating KD's rings? He played a huge part in the Golden State Warriors getting his rings. I'm the not masses. invalidating his rings. The masses. The masses. Oh, the masses. Yeah, yeah. That's that's just salty shit. I don't know why the masses disqualify. So why is, is Isaiah still Thomas amazing? So so explain to me why Isaiah Thomas is so okay. One and two are obviously Steph and Magic. Yes. Wow. Holy shit. You got that perfectly right. Because I get the, that's mine too. It's what that's chalk. Oh, that's chalk. Who, wait, who do you have one and two? One is Steph. Oh, I have Magic as one. Hell no, fuck that. Magic, <laughs> hell no, fuck that. <laughs> Only reason I got Magic number two is because it's because he won, right? Yeah, and he has rings. Yeah, that's the what only reason why I have number two. <laughs> skill wise, no. skill wise, what was Magic great at? Oh, sk- well. You gotta look at the errors too. Okay, before we get into that, what the errors? Well, answer my question. What was he good at? That was true. Oh my god. What was he okay. good at? Because Isaiah, so, oh, hold on. Skill wise, Isaiah Thomas was better than Magic. Skill wise, yeah, he was a better ball handler. He was a better shooter. He he was a better scorer. So why is Isaiah Thomas not on your list? It's a simple question, and I'm going to invalidate every one of your points. Bring them on. 
Oh my god. Okay. To the point of what did Magic bring to the table? That's not my yeah. question. I did not ask that. I said, oh, what was he good at? Okay, sorry. What was he good at? Excuse me. I, I misspoke. Okay. Here's the point I'm making about Magic while being over the step. It's not the overall skill. We're looking at the entire picture. What I put onto the table when it comes to my ranking is what did he bring in his era? So Magic Johnson, no, I'm not saying his skills are better than Steph or better than Isaiah. What I'm saying is when Magic entered the league, nobody was doing what Magic could do. There's a reason why he's so revered. He's on so many top PG lists because of the era he was in. When you had Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, that rivalry, and if you haven't seen the documentary, see, I, you can sleep on your heart, but Magic versus Larry Bird literally saved the game of basketball. Basketball NBA was almost bankrupt by the time Magic Johnson hit the damn league. And it was his different way. I mean, the alley-oops and the spat, you know, the way he passed the ball and the way he facilitated shots, all that stuff was all beside the point. Basketball almost died out completely because they could not get people in the stands. So Magic Johnson, I put as number one, not because he's a better overall skill player than anybody on this list, but because of how important he was to the game when he got to be a superstar. That's what I'm saying. Now, so what you're saying like, is, yeah, it has the reason why he's number one actually has nothing to do with the game of basketball. Uh, in a way, it does. Not oh, you mean like the way he plays the game? You're saying like the game in its totality. He saved basketball literally. I I don't think anybody else would in his position. I don't think we would have the NBA the way it is today, even if at all. I disagree. Magic Johnson. No, we wouldn't have the okay. NBA today if it wasn't for Stephen Curry. Why are we shooting threes? Stephen well, Curry changed the game. And that's Stephen, Curry changed, Stephen Curry changed, changed the it. entire game. He did. Steph changed then, the game. Magic, Magic saved the game. There would be no Steph Curry if there wasn't a Magic Johnson. That's false. There would be no Del Curry. If there was no <laughs> Del Curry, there would be no Steph Curry. That's okay. false. Fair, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Father's name streaks again. You're right. There's no Del Curry. Excuse me. However, <laughs> the point I'm making is you needed Magic to save the NBA in order for Del Curry to do what he's got to do to make Steph Curry so that Steph can come and change the game. None of that happens without Magic Johnson. It just doesn't. If you, you can look at all the documentaries out there. You can look That's at the cool. financials. NBA cool. was in dire straits until Magic came in. That's cool. That doesn't tell me you're a good basketball player. <laughs> because man's got five championships. No, no, that, that no, no. Like, like I said, the only reason why I have him number two is because he's he's one, right? Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. One, but when you look at, like I said, I just bring a different perspective. When you look <laughs> at his skill, yeah, what does he do? He just passes the ball and does fucking hook shots. Bruh, you should be making those hook shots over fucking 6'2 guards. You're 6'9. Well, sure. And you we know what else? Now and say that. No. And you, well, who the fuck was guarding him? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. But back then, everybody was like, holy shit, this dude can do everything. Like, but he, <laughs> let me be very, very clear when I say this. He was not playing above the rim. You're not he wrong. was not athletic. No. He was not coming down running high pick and roll. He was coming down, throwing the ball in the post like this to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> but that in itself completely changed how the game was played. No one did that lob shit until Magic and Kareem. It changed so, the game. Isaiah Thomas? Not saying he didn't. I'm just, again, I'm not taking 
only no. skill, and I'm not taking only success. I'm taking the whole picture yes. of their impact of the game. Because if that's the like, case, I wouldn't put Jerry West up there. No, no. Like I, I, honestly, CJ, I'm not. I'm not as mad as you having Magic at number one than number. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not really mad at that. It's an Austin Robertson thing that really messed you up. Well, it's the fact that you don't have Isaiah Thomas on this list when you just told me Magic Johnson has five rings. Isaiah Thomas has two, and Isaiah Thomas has more rings than the big O and Chris Paul combined. So exactly, I'm not, which is what I'm saying. That's not just rings for me. It helps. So when, look so at, CJ, so when, so are you keeping your criteria the same every time, or are you making exceptions for guys that you like and don't like? No, because I don't like any of these guys. <laughs> I don't like false. any of these motherfuckers. Okay, I like that's them. false. But like, that's I don't false. give a shit. You think I give a shit about Jerry West, dude? Come on, I'm not that old. Oscar Robertson, I had to look up his fucking stats. I don't fucking know. But when, look, look, okay, Oscar Robertson, his rookie season, 31 points average, nine rebounds average, 11 assists average. He was the assist leader, all-star MVP, all-first-team NBA, and was, like, fifth in MVP voting in his first year. So okay, like, okay, cool. That's his first year. You know who else had a great first year? Tyreek Evans. Where's he now? Ooh, don't say Tyreek. Tyreek Evans had all those <laughs> Maybe not all those accolades, but he had the best first year ever, too. But look where he at now. All right? And you know what? If you throw Oscar Robinson on that list, you know who deserves to be on your list? Russell Westbrook. Because Russell Westbrook stuff is actually better than Oscar Robinson. True. How many years? Russ- a- How many years did Russell Westbrook average a triple double? If you want to talk about stuff in the stat sheet, I actually don't know off the head. It was like a three lot. straight years. I was saying, three straight I was like years. A lot. Yeah. How many times did the Big O do it? Once. One time. And Russ is still playing. <laughs> I have Russ That's over a- the Big O. I got Ooh. Russ over the Big O. Ooh. Okay. The only All reason right. why the Big O has a ring is because of uh, it's because I said because it's because of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I can see that. That's too. the only yeah. reason why That's he has the a only ring. So again, but that just shows you. Look at the era he played in, which I also using my criteria is when did they play who did they play against so yes, yes. westbrook has better thank stats. You. yes chris paul has better stats but there's a longevity part of this too you know thank you and let yeah, me go, go back ahead. to my original argument because you said look who they played against yeah look who isaiah thomas played against you telling me against isaiah had a, you, you you telling me that the big O had a tougher road in his era than isaiah thomas did in his i didn't say that mind uh, you uh, isaiah thomas yeah. was playing against bernard king in the playoffs mm-hmm. with the Knicks, who's playing against Dominique Wilkins. That's better. He, he was playing against Dr. J. Dr. J. He was playing against yep. Bird, Mikhail, those boys, Jordan, Pippen, yo boys. <laughs> Definitely against Magic, my boys, yeah. yeah. Magic, Hakeem, mm. David Robinson. Do I have to keep going? Clyde oh, Drexler? You, you made a very good point there. Yeah. So uh, why like is it he? This was the doesn't, toughest part for me. It's blasphemy. It's literally it's blasphemy. <laughs> Like it's blasphemy. How are you gonna have Chris Paul, <laughs> Chris Paul, and not Isaiah? Isaiah. It's like five A and five B for me. That's what it came down to. But like, how I is it even that close? We 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 grill. <laughs> think about it like this: we grill Chris Paul for not having rings. Zeke actually got rings. He, just, he didn't have rings. He got that jewelry, bro, on two mm. fingers. <laughs> Two fingers. <laughs> On two fingers. You need two fingers yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, CJ, I'm just trying to get a logical oh, explanation as to why man. Zeke is not on your list. Because it doesn't make any sense it t- to have those guys over Zeke. It doesn't. The only thing I can say at, for that one purpose is, the, is for Isaiah Thomas. Yes, he played against the greats. Yes, he has success. Which I meets all he, your criteria. It does. But the Pistons at that time, though, Oh my gosh, CJ. Who was the driving force? I'm just saying, they were so good with him. Like, so it's a detriment to Isaiah Thomas that his team was so good. You understand the team was only 
You understand the only the team was only that good because Isaiah Thomas was a leader, right? I get that, but that's the thing. So, so what are we talking about? <laughs> it's so, like a oh, it's Michael so Jordan funny. isn't Michael Jordan isn't the goat because he played with the second. The, Michael Jordan is not the goat because he played with the best wingman of all time in Scottie Pippen. But that's the argument against Jordan all the time, though. When no, it's that. not. When I hear that, yes, it is. It's like, oh, no, well, Jordan isn't a goat. Because so I talk about the game. Look at I talk about actual basketball, all right? right. And things they the did casuals. on the basketball court, all sure. right? But I don't talk about outside social media, fucking <laughs> newsletters and shit. I talk about shit they did on the court, on the hardwood, where shit actually matters. Well, where absolutely. they worked, where they did their work. All I'm saying is, the argument I always hear about Jordan, that people love LeBron over, is because, well, anybody can win with that Bulls team. You got Pippen and Robin and Kuka. I'm like... Okay, oh. like, come on now. Like, if we're gonna slight Jordan for it, we gotta slight Isaiah for it a little bit. Like, the team was really fucking good. Okay, now let me ask you this. How many of Isaiah Thomas's teammates were on the top 75 team? That I don't know. You would know that more than I Zero! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> really? Zero! They His best teammate was so Joe good. Dumars. You know how many shooting guards are better than Joe Dumars? I didn't realize that. <laughs> But see, that shows you that time of that time of NBA when I was watching, I was not paying attention to the Pistons that much. Like, well, uh, you should have been. You're a Bulls fan, right? Sh- oh yeah, that's the only thing I sucked about. It was like we, whenever we ran into them, that's when I paid attention. Outside of that, I had no idea. Like Detroit was Detroit, so that I, I get you your point because Detroit was top seed every year, had a winning record against the Bulls almost that's every year. Thing. It was just check, check like Isaiah Thomas' record. Teams. Isaiah Thomas has a winning winning record against the Bulls against Jordan. Right, so he's always a pain in the ass. So why isn't he in your top five? Because stat-wise... He won. He was 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 successful. He has the accolades. He has the rings. He has the numbers. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying... Well, I'm saying you're wrong. (laughs) I I get that. I'm just saying, if I was choosing, that's what it came down to for me was just that. Like, oh, if I had to leave one of them off, I only like Chris Paul. And I only said, only because he could still get a ring and I feel better about his overall history... If he gets one, that's so, all I would say. So you're banking on if rather than what is yes. certain, yes. rather than what well, is certain. It's the if, and there was the All NBA defense. That was those two things. That was it. Who that, led? I agree with you. Who was the driving force on the best defensive teams from that era? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, <laughs> I still think you're a little biased about it. But no, I'm, I have but them three. Right. You I have got them three. I don't blame you on three either. I mean, and that's like the thing, I said, is, Roberts and I had to look it all up because I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Look, like, look, look, at, look at how – you can't say my list is biased. Look, Chris Paul has zero rings. Jason Kidd has one ring. Zeke has Jason two Jason Kidd rings. surprised me. I was surprised he had Kidd on the top five, but I get it. Uh, Magic, has, Magic has how many rings? Four? Mm-hmm. Five? Mm-hmm. Five. Magic has five. Steph has how many? Four? Four. Which is the – that's the only reason I kept them one and two was overall. See, and like you said, the criteria kind of – moved a little bit for me because I was like, uh, if I had to, if I had to rank it here, that's tough. It's tough to rank because all of them were so good and they all played in such different eras that it's like, and some of them are still playing today where it's just like, oh, uh, it's it's that same, it comes back to that Jordan LeBron thing where you kind of go, what lens am I judging this based off of, you know? And is it the era? Is it the overall success? Is it the stats? Is it like who they played against? It's all of it combined. That makes it really fucking tough. So I'll stick with my shit. So I don't talk about no. besides my ass, but no, you should, you should. But I, just, I, I totally just... understand what your your point of view. No, you, I, I feel like the problem is we overanalyze eras. 
right? My thing is this. Gather all the best players that's ever played this game. Throw them on the basketball court. We're going to see who's for real. That's true. And Isaiah Thomas is going to come out for real. He's going to eat, huh? <laughs> He's going to eat. You know who ain't going to eat? And I'm going to draw a lot of flack for this. Larry Bird. Ooh. Against LeBron. Spicy. Against KD. <laughs> against the small forwards of today's game. He ain't eating. I'm sorry. Against Paul George. Say that. <laughs> against Kawhi Leonard. Against LeBron. Against KD. Against Giannis. He is not eating. None of them, huh? <laughs> no, he's on the back half of that top 10. I'm sorry. He's probably 10 or 11 or 12. Don't let Bird hear you say that. He'll probably go try to face I don't right give a now. damn. <laughs> I don't give a damn. He takes I don't care what era you from. I don't care what era you from, bro. You was... Oh, man. No, I don't give a damn. <laughs> For example, you said that boy, the big O. Yeah. He's a worse version of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> worse version. People oh, don't want to man. admit it because we fall in love with these social media narratives. You're right. You have mentioned that before. Watch but, the game, not the narrative. But anyway, yeah, we just we just we just keep digressing, which is cool. It's okay. It's all right. I <laughs> knew and trust me, when I made the list, I knew leaving Isaiah off would put us some salt in your craw. I knew it. But that's just I had to keep an opinion. I it took me a long time to think about that, but Again, you make up very valid points. I don't disagree. I just think narrowing it down to five, fucking tough. Fucking tough. Really? I didn't think it was that hard. You didn't think it was that hard? Because you. No. I told you, you got the knowledge. For me, I got to research. And it's shit. simple. Like, it's, who can play? Who can play who's been successful? That's It's as simple as that. People like to look in the numbers and things like that. I look in the numbers if it's close. Sometimes it ain't close. Like Chris Paul and Isaiah Thomas, that ain't close. Not close. <laughs> Not at all. Isaiah Thomas and Oscar Robinson, that shit ain't close. When has when has Oscar Robinson led a franchise to success? Never. That's a see. That's a valid point. I like. Like never. He's never been a leader. Never. He's been he, spectacular. But he you want to bring him Milwaukee because of Kareem? Never. Because of Kareem, right? And Jerry West, he ain't, he ain't even went with Will. He was one he and eight with Will. <laughs> He's the logo. You can't and argue against the you logo. You know who else he had on his team? You know who else? James. Uh, I said James Worthy. I'm sorry. Different era Lakers, small forward. I'm Whoa. sorry. <laughs> Different. Fuck, now I forgot his name. But he's small forward. He was like 6'5". Damn, what's his name? What's his name? He was, he was cold. He passed away. Uh, I played for Lakers too. But he was also top 50 player of all time. Mm. I can't think of his name right now, and I feel like I'm com committing a sin. We'll just splice that in here. Damn, what the hell is his name? <laughs> Ah, I can't remember his name, but pretend I said his name. I'm going to edit it right but here. Two, he played with two top 50 players. Yes, and was still one and eight in the finals. Zeke played with none and was two and one in the finals. Mind you, Zeke could have three peated, but they called a phantom foul on Bill Lambeer on the hook shot. I could play it right here too, but people don't want to talk about that. He's not biased at all, people. <laughs> no, hey, it's the facts. It's the facts. facts Isaiah, facts. Isaiah Thomas sprained his ankle, came back busting ass. We had the we had a one point lead. They called a phantom foul on Bill Lambeer. He for all the fouls now. he committed in the past that he didn't get called for, <laughs> apparently. And that was that. Well, but anyway. That was kind of error. You're anyway. Right. Okay. Zeke got two rings. And plus, he was playing before I was even born, so how can I be biased? Because it's, it's Detroit born and bred. That's how you do it. You don't see me vouching for a fucking Bill Lambeer to be a top five center. I would you hope not. You don't see me vouching <laughs> for Ben Wallace, even Chauncey Billups and Rip Hamilton. You don't see me vouching for them to be top 10, 15 in anything. I love Rip. Rip was my guy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm not even gonna argue about that because you know I'm, yeah, just, I'm just keeping it real. Boys, man. I'm just keeping it real. You're not wrong. You always do, and we appreciate you for it. 
<laughs> well, say some last words to your fans before you scare them all off, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. Appreciate all you guys for listening. Thank you guys for all your support. Appreciate y'all loyal listeners. We've been getting some feedback, man. We appreciate the feedback. Slowly growing. We definitely gonna push out more content for you guys. And uh, feel free to like, you know what I'm saying? Comment down below. Maybe even email us at thebankbroshow at gmail.com. Some questions, oh. you know, something you might want to know about us. You know what I'm saying? We might do a Q&A session. How, how about that? We have a Q&A fucking uh, uh, segment for our next episode or something. Email us some questions or do something. I want a whole episode with Q&A. That'd be fucking great. But a segment would be a great start. Yeah, We would love to answer your questions. And again, it doesn't have to be sports related at all. Ask no. us anything. No. Yeah. AUA. Ask us anything. Thanks. In the meantime, check us out YouTube and Facebook. We are the Bank Bro Show. There, we got some good shit coming out too. My illustrious brother just created an amazing new intro for us, so Dang. stay tuned for that shit. It is lit. I'm telling you, I don't even say lit because I'm over thirty. That shit's <laughs> lit. So make sure you check that shit out. Like, subscribe, follow. Hit us up. We are always listening. We're always ready to listen, and just we want to talk about anything and everything, especially with this off season. We're in the off season now, folks. So you're getting more stories about me punching old men and him trying to rip my head off about bad takes about sports. So <laughs> it's going to just keep on coming. Make sure you just stay tuned for the good stuff. Hey, it's so, all love, you though. Know you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's I no Skip it. Bayless and Shannon Sharp. <laughs> this is, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is yeah. fucking, this is barbershop talk. You feel me? Barbershop talk. I, don't, I need a fucking haircut, too. Or me, me, too, bro. That's why I got this man. Bad. God, look at that. Man, too many hats in them until I'm going crazy. Anyway, that's all we have for tonight, folks. Stay tuned. We are always here for you, and you can bank on it. Peace. One, two, three. Lock, lock.